0: This is Nutaku, where I talk things anime and manga. I'm not an expert or a gatekeeper, I'm just a fan trying to share my love with you. Feel free to interact with me on Instagram and Twitter at NutakuCast, or email me questions and requests at Nutaku2019 at gmail.com. Listen on Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please give give those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, and please subscribe and share. My name is Jim. Now, if you're a listener, if this is your first time, welcome. Long time. You know how this works. I selected a bunch of shows a few weeks ago for the official Fall 2020 Newtaku watch list which I encourage our listeners to watch along with me. At least pick a couple of the shows. So, of course, you'll know what the hell I'm talking about. And you can go back and listen to the selection process. Or, if you want to know what the list is, just go over to our Twitter profile, at NutakuCast, and I pinned the list on our profile. So, you'll know exactly what I'm going to talk about before I get started. So, I'll give you a moment to go check that out. So what shows am I watching besides what is officially on the list? For the first time in New Taco Cast history, I can say none. I am entirely too backed up this season, and I might be letting one go, because there are a lot of shows. This is a stacked season, as we learned, because of the COVID-19 backlog, everything got pushed back to fall, so that's where I am. Trying my best to get caught up. I am officially caught up on just about every show except for one, which I will get to. But let's get started. Let's dive right in. First show on the list. In alphabetical order. Adachi and Shimamura. Or Adachi-to Shimamura. Streaming on Funimation. 12 episodes. The studio is Tezuka Productions. Who helped put out Dororo. The show we reviewed. Source: of the Light Novel by Hitoma Iruma. The Jones. R.I.P. Mr. Alex Trebek, by the way. Whom I stole Jones from. Romance. School. shojo ai A new one for us. This is our love stories between girls. And Slice of Life, which is a daily occurrence. In someone's life. Every day occurrences, sometimes without an overarching storyline. Here's your synopsis. Known for skipping class on the regular, two girls' lives become intertwined when they find each other on the second floor of the gym. From there, Adachi and Shimamura's friendship slowly grows as they play ping pong and hang out. But when something happens that changes their relationship, how will they react? Okay, this is a really cute show. Very cute stuff. A little bit too much fan service for my liking, considering it's a love story. Um, some little plot hole things that I always find entertaining uh, with this genre in particular. Um, it's freezing cold. It's a wintertime episode. We got a Christmas episode coming up. The last one was um, Adachi basically asks Shimamura to go on a very romantic date to go see things. ...during Christmas time. Oh, warning, listeners, I'm going spoil-heavy. Well, I'll try to keep it as light as possible, but I'm not avoiding talking about plot points in these shows. If you haven't watched some and you're interested in getting caught up, I suggest you do it. But let's talk about it. So, Adachi, um, she has maybe what's more than a crush on Shimamura is blonde, Adachi's the blue-haired girl. Um, you know, she's having issues with... she wants to tell her how she feels... So she, but she's terribly shy. I mean, these girls are supposed to be, I think, 15. Um, and she wants to go out and have a special moment with Shimamura. So she wants to go out for Christmas and go, like, do Christmas stuff. Look at the tree, the lights, enjoy the weather, or walk around, do some shopping. But, um, so it's freezing cold, and she finally gets the gall to go to Shimamura's house and ask her out on this date, you know, without seeming like a date. She's really afraid of how Shimonoir is going to react if she shows that she has real genuine romantic feelings for her. So she shows up and it's freezing cold because you know that's the, what it, the whole world is like during Christmas, according to animation and and TV shows. It always snows on Christmas. Um, but she shows up and it's really cold and she's out front early in the morning, and she has this tiny skirt on because she's going to school and she has her school uniform on and no stockings. But she keeps warm by just wearing a scarf. <laughs> I always laugh at that trope. She's freezing. Her legs have to be freezing. But her scarf will keep her warm. Um, the whole will they, won't they is a bit aggravating. I hope we get a payoff. There was another show a couple of seasons ago called Give In, Which, I mean, besides the queer stuff, it was a love story. And the aggravated, the build to their eventual to the eventual payoff was a bit aggravating at times but I think it helped to build to the point where when they actually consummated the relationship in particular in given where it was like such an emotional moment that we had a huge payoff and it was like great and tear inv- you know inducing so I'm hoping that we get that I'm hoping that we're not just going to have you know kind of holding hands or type of thing, or it's just build, build, build with no payoff. This definitely seems like a one-season show. I am enjoying it very much. I love it. I think it's very cute. I think it's very well animated. I I've really enjoyed that show. That was Adachi and Shimamura. So next up, alphabetical. Akudama Drive. Streaming on Funimation, 12 episodes. The studio Studio Peril, who did Tokyo Ghoul and Naruto. Source original. Le Jones? Action in sci fi. Your synopsis. Many years ago, a great civil war ravaged Japan, leaving the country fragmented between two regions, the Kansai and Kanto. In Kansai, a group of six Akudama. Akudama is a term to mean uh, villains, bad guys, scoundrels type thing. Carry out missions given to them by a mysterious black cat while evading the police. But a dangerous journey is about to unfold when a civilian girl becomes twisted into the Akadama's way of life and witnesses their criminal drives. This show is very well animated. It's very cool, very stylish, almost cheesy in its stylishness. Um, so Kansai region, people not unfamiliar with the geography of Japan. The Kansai region it incorporates um, Osaka and Kyoto and I believe Nara. Like They're the big cities in Kansai, and Kanto is, the Kanto region is the area with Tokyo, so if that gives you some kind of idea of the geography. Uh, it's pretty cool, I mean, we, we, we got a caper, so it's basically these criminals are hired by this black cat who has a microphone device around its neck, and they're put on a caper to um, hijack the Shinkansen train, which is the bullet train, which goes between uh, Kansai and Kanto. Kanto kind of rules Kansai. And they have to hijack a package, and the package ends up being two children. Um, I mean, there's a lot going on, and, and the characters are pretty fun, if not just, like, over-the-top trope Um The animation is really good. I don't know where the story's going to. I don't know... I don't know how excited I am about the actual story. But I do love the animation, and the fight scenes are cool. But, um yeah i think this is another one-off show i can't see this going much farther than this but i think we're five episodes in and yeah it's it's cool i would recommend this to people who are uh you know heist action action people 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 that like action films and heists and stuff like that there's not much downtime the last episode i think was more of a like uh let's explain how we got to this point episode but um you know, we're, it's 12 episodes, we hit episode 6, and now we're going to, I guess we're going to go downhill here in this story of ha- if these Akudama can get away with what they did. And we still don't know the, the consequences of their actions with, you know, freeing these two children who were in a safe going to, uh, the, going to Tokyo, Kanto. But it's very visually cool. You know, it's steampunk and, well, not steampunk, it's um, cyberpunk, sorry, I said steampunk. <laughs> it's not steampunk. Uh, a cyberpunk, so like, you know, futuristic, dystopian, very cool, lots of neon. Very cool show. Next up, The Day I Became a G- God, or Jod. The Day I Became a God, or Kamisama ni Natahi. Streaming of Funimation, 12 episodes. The studio is PA Works, who did Apare uh, Ranman, uh, which we reviewed last season, and Angel Beats. Source's original was Jongs. Or drama and fantasy. Yota Narukami is a high schooler who planned to spend his summer vacation like most others. Preparing for his university entrance exams. But when a girl, a a young girl named Hina approaches him saying she's a god. His summer vacation suddenly becomes anything but Ordinary. I I enjoyed this show, and then the episode before the last one was like this Mahjong tournament episode, which, I mean, I don't know if I needed to know the ins and outs of Mahjong to get that episode, but uh, I didn't, (laughs) and I don't, so I don't know if this missed me because of that. It was very lighthearted and almost goofy. I was not a fan of it. Sorry, coffee break. But, um... The latest episode was more about Yota's love interest and this girl whose name escapes me. Um, she is very... He's in love with this girl. And she's very... Uh, what's the term? Gloomy? And focused on grades, but very gloomy. So we get some backstory on her. And it's a really good episode. That was the best... Ep- one of the best episodes of the season so far was this latest episode of... Of uh, God. And... um I, I know the world's supposed to end in a couple of days. This is another show that's uh, focuses on the calendar. There's two shows that focus on the calendar. Uh, this is one of them. So I think we have like 11 days left before the world ends. Before uh, Ragnarok. Because the god that we're talking about, that Hina is, is Odin. Although she talks about the god of the underworld being Hades. So I guess we're combining all the pantheon and all the... Nav- all the, the uh, The family, the Nakamura family, are all named after gods, and everybody involved in the show has some kind of Japanese god name. So, yeah, we're getting closer to the end of days. The last one was a tearjerker. Uh, I'm hoping Yota finally uh, gets the girl. But we'll see where we go. I mean, it's cute enough. The character design's cute. The animation's pretty good. And um, as long as it stays away from the Mahjong tournament types of episodes. And it is goofy. I mean, it sounds serious. With, you know, end of worlds, but it, it says drama and fantasy. It's definitely a comedy in there, too, at least attempts at comedy. It's got some funny moments. But um, yeah, it's pretty damn good. Next up Dropout Idol Fruit Tart or Ochikobure Fruit Tart. Streaming on Funimation. 12 episodes. The studio is feel. Period. Who did my teen romantic comedy Snafu, which I've never watched, but I know it's a big, big property. Sources of four coma manga, manga by So Yumiba. Four coma mangas are four panel comics. The Jones, music, seinen. Seinen is uh, books. It's a marketing term for books aimed at a older male audience, meaning you know twenty four and up, uh, and slice of life, everyday occurrences. So your synopsis. I'm surprised they don't put comedy in here, but it's not funny anyway. But <laughs> uh, The series follows a group of show business dropouts. Rookie idol Sakura Ino, promising newcomer Midori Hemo, former child actor Sekino Roko, and former model Mehara Nina, and former musician Nukui Hayu, who all live in a dormitory together. But when it's revealed that the dorm is to be demolished, manager Kajino Hoho has a plan. Start a new idol group called Fruit Tart with the girls and pay off a hefty $100 million uh, yen debt, which I didn't realize we had that. I guess that was part of the story, but we never got to there. I um, oh, do you not like this show. <laughs> I uh, I really don't like this show. I think that it sexualizes uh uh, young girls the one girl in particular who is young and another girl who l- is older but she looks like a child um we get a lot of booby gropes and um you know uh, fan service stuff uh it's uh, portrayed as a comedy it isn't funny i don't think i've laughed the entire show and relies on jokes I do not like the show, and I am dropping the show. I'm dropping out of this Fruit Idol Tart Fruit Show. Uh, I don't like it. I don't enjoy watching it. And I don't think that if someone walked by my house and looked in the mirror, or looked in the window, and they saw what I was watching on television, that I wouldn't end up on a list of some sort. I'm saying goodbye to drop out Idol Fruit Tart. I think this is the first time ever I've dropped a show because of this reason. I've got a high tolerance for it. I understand, although offensive, it is part of the genre, and I have to have a tolerance for some of it, even if it makes me feel creepy. Um, this show has got to go. Sorry, drop out Idol Fruit Tart. I don't like you. Say goodbye. Uh, it is officially off the watch list. Fuck that show. It's well animated, too. It's a shame. Okay, next up, a show that ended. And I've been talking about it, so I added it to the list. It was 24 episodes. The show is Extra Olympia Key Close, or Besatsu Olympia Key Close. Streaming on Crunchyroll, like I said, 24 episodes. The studio is Nobishiro Lab. The source is a manga by someone? I couldn't find a source for this, but apparently it's a manga. Your genres. Comedy, historical, Seinen, Slice of Life, and Sports. Your synopsis Demetrios was a young man in ancient Greece, who was a potter's apprentice, but also a rather timid otaku. Despite pursuing the arts, he was blessed with natural athletic talent. One day, he gets dragged into a village conflict. Demeterios contemplates how helpless he is, but then is struck by lightning. When he comes to, he is no longer in Greece, but a strange land where he can't understand the language, and people look rather different. Yes, he somehow ended up in nineteen sixty four Tokyo! Oh the hijinks. Of course Demit Demeterios has no idea what Japan even is. What will become of him? This show, now I'm gonna tell you, this show is only they're only the episodes are only about four minutes long, maybe five, six minutes long. I cannot recommend this show enough. This show it was really funny. So we get um it's animated. But it's claymation, and there's live action, and there's goofy songs. This show is really funny. I highly recommend this show. I, I will give it a new Taku ranking right now. I will say that this is, it's all good into must-watch, depending on your interest and time. Will I say this is going to change the world, this show? No. But if you want a really quick laugh and a continuing story about a goofy potter who's made out of clay, who trance gets... Transported through time to 1964 where paper puppet animations of Tokyo happen. I I think that this this is a show that you would enjoy. So yeah, it's definitely a very fun... It's genuinely funny. Unlike Dropout Idol Fruit Tart, which isn't funny at all. This is a genuinely funny show. A show that I laughed at every episode, especially the music. The music is fantastic. Props to the music on this show. So good. Next... Fire Force Season 2, NN no Shubatai ni no Show. streaming on Funimation and Crunchyroll. It's 24 episodes continuing from the summer. The studio is David's Production, or David Production, I apologize, who did Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and Sells at Work, two shows that, well, Jojo, we never reviewed. I've watched it. Sells at Work, though, we have reviewed. The source of the manga by Atsushi Okobo, who did Soul Eater, Le genre. Action. Shonen. Shonen is a marketing term used for stories for young boys, men, teens, older boys. Uh, usually action based. And the genres also are supernatural. Okay, so your synopsis. Shinra, oh, spoiler. This is for season two. So, Shinra, if you haven't watched season one, I'm going to tell you everything that happened, kind of, sort of. Shinra and Company 8 have figured out the evangelist's goal to gather Adela Burst from Shinra Sho. After learning more about his past from Captain Burns, Shinra becomes more motivated to discover the truth about his mother and save Sho again. But a mysterious girl known as the First Pillar reveals the evangelist's master plan to start another great cataclysm. Okay, this is a show that I've been on and off about since i started watching it um i will admit i'm behind two episodes uh one of the things that happens with a new season with with these continuing shows is that the newer shinier toy i want to play with that first so you know i was trying to get caught up on fire force but at the same time other shows you know some shows that i'm going to talk about in a couple of minutes their new episodes would show up so i would jump into them and uh i kind of left this behind now that being said i I'm not a huge fan of the show. I do like the world. I do like some of the characters. I do not like how the girls are only there for it to be, you know, eye candy at times. Um, but, and also, I really enjoy the episodes that don't involve Shinra. There's nothing wrong with Shinra. I just think he's a very generic shonen character, meaning that he, um, you know, he's overcoming the odds. And, you know, he's doing it because he needs to do a hero. He needs to be a hero and you know, it's the right thing to do. And that character in this world is kind of boring, in my opinion. Um, I think Arthur is a more interesting character who has a similar dynamic, but he has this whole thing where he's almost hes almost delusional, where his power only manifests when he thinks of himself in these chivalric situations that he makes up in his head. And, you know, there were some there, um, stories where, you know, we get Joker, who was involved, was, who was a kind of a villain. He wasn't really a villain, but... He they've kind of portrayed him as a villain in season one, and he's involved where they're going into the church and they're trying to figure out answers and that was a really good storyline when it involves uh Shinra I'm not I don't particularly care Shinra and his brother we haven't seen his brothers in season two. I don't really care about their story. I care about the world I don't care about the stories but um I am going to continue watching it. I have not given given up on it, although I've tried to multiple times, but I have a strange lingering feeling that this is going to have a season three which i'm not excited about i thought this is going to be over after two seasons so i think we're down to the point where it's like six episodes left and then i have to watch more i don't know how i feel about that next up a show which has not returned gal and dino i'm not going to go through the whole thing uh gal or gal to cure you um the show has not returned yet. I think it'll be back as of either this week or next week. I'll be able to get caught up. It's 12 episodes total. It was delayed since from COVID from spring. So I'll talk about that when we get there. Next Higarashi When They Cry. new Or Higarashi no Naku Koro Nigo. Streaming on Funimation. 24 episodes. 24 episodes. Oh, why didn't I just lie and put 12 in there? The studio is Passion. who did the wildly irreverent interspecies reviewers. Yes. I wonder if I'll ever get to see the end of that. And the wildly terrible, listen to our review from, I believe, December of last year, The Island of Giant Insects. What a piece of crap. Explains a lot. is a visual novel. I have no idea if there's an author to this visual novel. Do visual novels have authors, or is it companies that make them? The genre Dementia, Horror, Mystery, Psychological, Supernatural, and Thriller. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. New kid Keichi Mayabara is settling into his new home of peaceful Himamizawa Village, making quick friends with the girls from his school. He's arrived in time for the big festival of the year. But something about this isolated town seems off. And its feelings of dread will continue. With a gnawing, a gnawing fear that he's right. What dark secrets could this small community be hiding? (sighs) Okay, so here goes our delve into the dark. So we've got a couple of the darker shows. And this is the first one. And I have no idea where I am on my notes. There we go. Oh, yes. Okay, so I didn't write any notes on this one, so this helps. Let's go into this. So this starts off, it starts off like almost deceptively where it's like this goofy comedy with the obnoxious song playing in the background. And then it gets dark and there's a KFC colonel statue at some point. But, I mean, the first scene on the first episode is a murder. But we, um, this is another one that revolves around a calendar, a specific time of the year, another show. So this one, um, it seems, like I said, we're, gonna, we're going heavy on, well, not heavy, but we're going spoilers. Um, they're reliving the same day over and over again, and there's murders involved and a sacrifice to a god but I don't know what the benefit is of sacrificing to this god or it's just to fear it so you're afraid of his wrath so you just keep sacrificing to him or something. But um, we've had multiple murders. It seems like a two two episode or three episode story arcs and then a murder happens to appease this god on offering human sacrifices. I don't know if I could do that 20, for 24 episodes. And, it's, and the animation is not good. As I said with The Island of Giant Insects, it's not good animation. Um, it has moments where the the intro is very good. It reminds me the song reminds me a lot of of um, shit. Can't remember the name of the show, time travel one. Uh, but the and the images uh, look a lot like uh, Future Diary. As a matter of fact, the show kind of reminds me of Future Diary a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I, I it's not good. I I don't think it's great. I'm intrigued by the story because I want to see where we're going, but I don't know if I can keep doing this. Uh, we're going to repeat the same three days or whatever, how many days it is, and then someone's going to die over and over again for 24 episodes. That just seems like a long time to be telling the same story, but we'll see where it goes. Here goes another one. You ready for this? Hypnosis Mike. Division Rap Battle. Rhyme Anima. Streaming on Funimation, there's 13 episodes The Studio's A1 Pictures, who did Sword on Online, and The Seven Deadly Sins. Sources a mixed media project, which I can only imagine means that we're going to get—I don't know VR rappers or some phone game. Your zones are action, music, and sci-fi. Legendary rap group The Dirty Dog would have taken Japan by storm, but they broke up before they could. Now each member has joined one of his one of four rival groups, fighting for the territories: Ikebukuro, Yokohama, Shibuya, and Shinjuku. Battles for turf are fought with hypnosis mics. These are special microphones. These special microphones have the power to affect the human spirit. And people now use rap to determine superiority. (laughs) Okay. So, um, listening to that. And would you say that this is show is amazing? Because I would not have. Because it is so ridiculous. Um... So these guys have these... Uh, weapons are banned. But this company, the big the big bads of the show... I guess they're going to be the big bads. It's these two women that run it. One of them has this ridiculously low-cut dress or top... That has a big red tattoo on her boob. Um, they create these microphones that are you can only use if you can freestyle. If you can't freestyle or perform... Then you cannot affect violence upon people. None of it makes sense. But anyway... Um, you know, these, these four groups are going around whose names, I mean, they all have very funny names, but, uh, who go around and like stop criminals and do all this like, you know, heroic stuff, but it's all, we've gotten to a point in the story where they're going to battle now and it's a tournament to see who the best are, but the company in charge has split up these four guys that split off and created their own groups. The members of the dirty dog split off and make their own groups and they've set it up. So this way it's up to them to make it to the final the final four at least to battle each other this show is over the top it's ridiculous the op is amazing the ed is amazing and you get a storyline the first few episodes until this like uh tournament arc that we've reached um are like backstory on the teams so you get these episodes where it's basically backstory and then you get like they take down the bad guys by doing a performance Like, if you like over-the-top stuff, and you like to laugh at things being over-the-top, or you like shows that will make you smile and or have your mouth agape in disbelief, I think it's the show for you. I am enjoying it very much. When I saw the description, I thought it would be ridiculous, and it definitely is. And I like it. Next is Jujutsu Kaisen. Streaming a Crunchyroll, 24 episodes. The studio is Mapa, who did Dororo, and... The Crunchyroll original. The God of High School. The source is a manga by Gigi Kutami. Gigi. Yeah. Gigi Kutami. Akutami. The genres. Action. Demons. Fantasy. Shonen. Did I do Shonen yet? Shonen is um, aimed at a younger male audience. Often involves a lot of fighting and stuff like that. And supernatural. So here's your synopsis, which I don't think is going to make much sense. A boy fights for the right death. Hardship, regret, shame. The negative feelings that humans feel become curses that lurk in our everyday lives. The curses run rampant throughout the world, capable of leading people to terrible misfortune and even death. What's more, the curses can only be exercised by another curse. Doita Yuji is a boy with tremendous physical strength. Though he lives a completely ordinary high school life. Oh, poor kid. One day, to save a friend who has been attacked by curses, he eats the finger of the double-faced specter, taking the curse into his own soul. From then on, he shares one body with the double-faced specter. Guided by the most powerful of sorcerers, Gojo Satoru, Itadori is admitted to the Tokyo Metropolis... Tokyo Metropolitan Technical High School of Sorcery, an organization that fights the curses, and thus begins the heroic tale of a boy who became a curse, to exercise a curse, a life from which he can never turn back. All right, so this is one of the bigger titles that were. It's a big Shonen Jump title, one of the biggest, bigger titles to come out this season. Um, It looks great. I, it's violent. It's just gory enough. It's cool monster designs. It has, which I think we're reaching now, is like a basic shown-in premise. So, like, you know, it's a bunch of people, and they're all friends, and they fight together, and you know, there's they gotta overcome the odds, and you know, I, got, I think we got a training arc. Yeah, well, we definitely have a training arc. He's watching. He's watching movies to control his uh, court curse energy. Curse energy. Meanwhile, I was saying that because it was capitalized every time. Um, it is. It be not. I, I can't ignore the fact that this seems like a mashup of Bleach and Naruto. And listeners out there who knew I didn't wasn't reading Bleach, I am reading Bleach now. I am no longer a poser. I'm not a poser. But yeah, this definitely seems like that. It's like you know, you got your demons and you got your ninja powers and training and. But, I mean, I guess that could be said about any of these shows. They're all inspired by something else. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I really enjoy watching this, though. I think it's very well done. I think it looks great. I like the characters. I like the female woman design, too, and they're badass. Um, Yeah, this is is a pretty good show. Next, a show that was supposed to be included in our selection show, and I forgot because it was a lot of shows. Our selection show had 30-some shows, and I started taking them away. And I've left this one out, but I wanted to include it. It is Kuma 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 Bear or Bear, Bear 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 Bear. Bear 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 Bear. Streaming off animation. Twelve episodes. The studio is EMT Square, which is made Assassin's Pride, which was a show that I found absolutely unwatchable. Uh, the Source of the Light novel by Kuma Kuma. No, no, and illustrated by the Android known as 029. Genres: action, adventure, oh, I'm sorry, adventure, comedy, and fantasy, not necessarily action. So there you go. Yuna's not your typical 15-year-old. First, she's crazy rich from playing the stock market, because that's a thing, 15-year-olds being allowed to buy and sell stocks. They don't even pay taxes, but they 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 can buy and sell stocks. Second, she's a recluse, obsessed with a VR MMO game, and she's really good at that, too. Her life is pretty much perfect. Till she wakes up one day inside the game she loves and back to level one. Oh, I'm rich. And I'm level one in my fantasy world. But woe is me. She has to start it over, but this time she has a powerful bear suit that's guaranteed to take her places. This is a completely inoffensive show. Very cute. Um. A little class war going on. You know, we got a whole like her trying to fund an orphanage by growing eggs and selling eggs and undercutting the market, lessening the market. It's it's a cute show. Um, I wanted to not like her because of her story, being a crazy rich person. And uh, you know, she takes care of the poor people in her game, but does she go back to the real world and take care of poor people or change the system that keeps them poor? I don't know. Kind of a little socialist to me, I and mean, I don't think a rich person really likes socialism. So, but yeah, it's cute enough. It's fun. I, I, I will admit I have zoned out a couple of episodes, so maybe I'm wrong, but it's cute. Next, more dark stories. Moriarty the Patriot, or Yukoku no Moriarty. Streaming on Funimation, 12 episodes. Studios production, I, production IG, who did Haikyuu, a.k.a. The Volleyball Show. The source of the manga by Ryosuke Takeuchi. The Jones Mystery Psychological. Shonen Shonen. I don't buy that. In the late 19th century, the British Empire nobility reigns while its working class suffers at their hands. Sympathetic to their plight is William James Moriarty, who wants to topple it all. Frustrated by this systemic inequity, Moriarty strategizes to fix the entire nation. Not even consulting detective Sherlock Holmes can stand in his way. Well, that's a spoiler. I didn't know sure. I mean, I assumed he would, but... It's time for crime to revolutionize the world. Alright, I'll admit that this... I am not... Before I even go there. I am not a person who is necessarily a fan of Sherlock Holmes stories. They're whatever. You know, I I just... It's not something that I always ever found that I had to go out of my way to watch. But you know, what are you going to do? But this is definitely the most surprising show of the season for me. Um, lots of class war. And Moriarty is basically murder Robin Hood. He's taking care of poor people and killing the rich. It has great music throughout it. Uh, the first, I think this is going to go longer than one core one season because we're now halfway through the season. I believe episode six, the last one I watched. And... We're just got introduced to two new characters, and a lot of the front end is backstory on a lot of the characters. So I think we're going to this is going to go for a little while. But yes, I am pleasantly surprised by the show. I am enjoying every minute of it. The music, like I said, is so good. Yeah, I would uh, I would check this out. I recommend checking this out. Next, Sleepy Princess. <laughs> Let me say that again. Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle. Maojo de oyasumi. Streaming on Funimation. 12 episodes. The studio is Cute Girl Studio. Dogakobo, who did Diary, Diary of Her Days at the Breakwater, which I loved, and Asteroid in Love, which I didn't necessarily love. Uh, the source is a manga by Kagiji Kumano Mata. Jones. Comedy, fantasy, magic, shonen, slice of life, and supernatural. See, Alice is a princess. <laughs> She's a princess, not a erectile dysfunction drug. See Alice. And a really cute one. Not the drug, and not the erection. The princess. When she gets kidnapped by a demon king as a hostage, she's stuck in a castle of demons waiting to be rescued by her knight in shining armor. So what does she do? What any of us would take a nap on a pillow she fashioned from her teddy demon guards. Duh. I did not write that. They did. Okay, very cute show. The monster design is very cool for what it, it looks. It's very cartoony looking, but it's very cute. It's genuinely laugh out loud funny at times. The problem I'm having is that I think it's a recurring. It's only 12 episodes, so the recurring joke of her being malicious towards these demons who are supposed to be. She's more demonic than demons and her trying to sleep. I'm hoping it doesn't overstate its welcome. I have a feeling that it's starting to wear on me a little bit. It's kind of the same joke every episode. So your basic premise is that every episode starts with her waking up. She can't, she's having issues sleeping, whether it's her sheets are too rough or her pillow isn't, isn't, uh, soft enough. Or there is a very funny episode where the room's too hot in summertime. So she has to go to an ice demon realm and hijinks and see him, uh, and see you. um, but it's, you know I I can feel that this would get a little tiresome, but for now it's pretty cute and it's pretty funny and the music the op is great. Next another dark show, talentless Nana. Now watching I'm gonna preface this so uh you know once again I'm gonna talk about stuff so if you haven't watched it don't at least catch the first episode before I ruin everything for you. Talentless Nana or Muno Nana. Uh, streaming on Funimation, 13 episodes of Studio's studio is Bridge, who did Fairytale. The manga is by Luce Boy and illustrated by Iori Furuya. The genres are psychological, shonen, supernatural, and thriller. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The Earth is under attack by ferocious extraterrestrial monsters known as the enemies of humanity. But fear not! A unique preparatory school situated in a secret island location is currently t- training a collective of superpower teenagers called the Talented to fight back against the aliens. Among them is blissful Nana Hiragi, who's a seemingly powerless pink-haired girl equipped with ample intelligence. Lot to unpack on the show. Uh, the first episode, like I said, if you haven't caught up with it, if you haven't watched at least the first episode, you probably go watch it before you listen to this if you planned on it. We get a huge surprise, um, but with that surprise, we now know that Nana is a psychopath, but she's also not going to die, at in various pre- the various predicaments that she's put in, or finds herself in, or puts herself in. And um, so it kind of takes some of that like suspense out of it. That being said, it's a very entertaining show. You know that's. She's pretty much worked her way through half of the school now. And uh, I have a feeling I know where it's going and where how we're going to end. If I'm wrong, I'll admit it at the end. If I'm right, I'll let you know what I think is going to happen. Um, if I was correct or not. I... Uh, I, mean, I just have a hard time... With the story, I have a hard time believing that no one's figured out it's her yet. I mean, people have. And they usually end up dead. But... Like the smartest the the immortal kid is constantly who's like the detective kid is constantly fooled and they think that she's not doing anything. She's a villain we can root for because I don't think that the superhero powers. I don't like it's hard to to tell who the actual good guys are in the show. Is it the talented or is it the humans? and are the enemies of humanity actually humans? We'll find out. Like I said, it's only twelve episodes Oh, it's thirteen episodes, so I think we're only get one season of this. so next, that is The Bottleneck, or sura Dake Ga Neck. Streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation. Unknown number of episodes. The studios TIA, who did Ninja Collection from last season, which I never got to finish, and Business Fish. Source Original Le Jean is Mystery. I'd say Slice of Life, too. Definitely Slice of Life. Synopsis The employees at the Hot Hot Mart may seem a bit ordinary and mundane from slightly unproductive chatter and everyone's obsession with technology to the laziness of a store manager. Is everyone okay? But everything its isn't as it seems, especially with Muto, the mysterious worker who faces, whose face is concealed and is followed by an ominous cat who grabs his face every scene, by the way. Get ready to see what happens before your next shift. All right. Um. Hmm. What to say about this? Uh, there's not much to say. I mean it's it's kind of you know, it's slice of life. You've got a group of kind of loafers or underachievers that work in a combini or convenience combini as they call it in Japan. And you know, it's their it, their short little episodes that talk about their lives. The ending song is really good though, the E D. Um, and it's computer generated, so and it's like simply computer generated. It almost looks like it was done with MS Paint. So you, you know the animation isn't fantastic but it's it's entertaining enough and you see the daily routine of people and what they do in their life and i don't know why it's called a mystery maybe just because we don't know who muto what muto looks like i think there's a scene where muto actually um the there's a cat on his face all the time so you can't see who he is and some two people see him and they disappear i don't know it doesn't make any sense whatever i mean it's entertaining enough i i don't know if i would recommend it but You know, if you've got a couple minutes between shows and you're just like, let me just watch this three-minute show, then there you go. That's how long it does. Next is Tanikawa Over the Moon for You. Or Tonikaku Kawaii. Streaming on Crunchyroll, unknown number of episodes. The studio is Seven Arts. Seven Arcs, who did Art or Arte. Show we reviewed. Sources of manga by Kenjiro Hata. The Jones... Comedy romance and shonen. Nasa Yuzaki. Now it's, he's named Nasa after NASA, the space agency. Falls in love at first sight with an encounter, after an encounter with the mysterious Tsukasa. When Nasa earnestly confesses his feelings, she replies, I'll date you, but only if we're married. Nasa and Tsukasa's cute and precious newlywed life of love is about to begin. I just noticed that they're Nasa and Tsukasa. So cute this is a cute show um you know you you usually and and most of the love stories you have in anime and in manga it's the build to getting to the relationship where it's almost frustrating just like just fucking kiss her already or just kiss him or just kiss whoever and this one you know They immediately get married, but they've had no interaction with each other besides like immediately falling in love, love at first sight. So it's fun to watch them fall over each other with these strange hurdles. They move into the small, they get married at the, you know, local constable or whatever, you know, the city hall. And they move into this tiny little apartment and, you know, they're trying to figure out how to live together, how to take showers together. You know, it's, or take showers and not see each other naked because they're, I mean, I'm, I think he's a college grad, so I guess they're twenty one. Maybe she's a little younger. And um It's cute. It's a very cute show. It's and it never gets, you know, overly fan servicey. It's very cute. I think this is a very good show. I I am entertained every episode and I can't see the can't wait for the big payoff. They to fuck, and we get to watch. <laughs> yes, I'm a boy. Next. Wondering which the journey of Elena or No Tabi Tabi. Streaming on Funimation, 12 episodes. The studio is C2C, who did Hittori Bochi, show we reviewed last year. Your source is a light novel by Jogi Shiraishi, and illustrated by Azir, or Azure. The genre's adventure and fantasy. Inspired by her favorite book, Elena ventures out to see the world she's ready to so much about. Like a leaf on the wind, she travels from one country to another, looking to sate her inquisitiveness and searching for new experiences. She's confronted by humanity in all its forms, whether strange, bizarre, or emotional. Exploration and curiosity drive her journey. Where to next, Elena? All right, this is the surprising dark show. Um, It is very well animated. Very cute character design. Elena is very cute. Uh, but it covers some sad and dark stories. Well, it's you're basically doing a almost like monster of the week type of thing. If you're familiar with the term, basically a standalone story every episode. Uh, we have stories about uh, flesh-eating flowers and a town with uh, where you can't tell a lie and uh, a woman trapped in a castle and she has to kill a dragon and I'm, uh, you know it's it's good. It is very good show. I, it's just dark, and the thing is, is, that Elena comes in, she basically shows up. These terrible things are happening, and sometimes she just leaves. Like eh, I'm out. Deal with this shit. It's not my fucking job, lady. I'm out of here, and she leaves. But when I predicted, I predicted the show to be kind of like it would be a um, like a quiet heartstring puller. And it definitely like, seems like a slice-of-life type show where it's just like individual stories, anthology type, with one main character driving the entire thing. It is sad and dark and cute and heartfelt and funny, and I like it. Now for the greatest song ever created. Greatest song? Greatest show ever created. With a dog and a cat. Every day is fun! Or, inu to neko, dochimo katteru. kateru. To Manichi Tanoshi, streaming on Crunchyroll there's 24 episodes they're only a couple minutes apiece as a matter of fact I think they're around a minute and a half you get two segments in a minute and a half the studio is team till dawn so is the manga by Kichi Matsumoto the genre's comedy and slice of life a hard working way too cute dog and a scary faced but lovable cat living with them makes everyday fun their owner's days are filled with laughter and sentiment. Are you a cat lover? A dog lover? Or both? This anime is a present for the people out there who love both dogs and cats so much they can't choose. That's me! This show is funny. This I'm telling you, it's like a minute and a half. Go out of your way and watch it. If you have a dog or a cat, or both, or love them all, check it out. It's worth it. the, the cat. We get a live shot of a cat after every episode of him being miserable the cat is so grumpy it's great and the dog's a big goof it's very cute very funny i think that's definitely something people should check out if they love pets and if they hate pets what are you a crazy person you hate pets hate pets they give you nothing but love it's like somebody's going i hate children you don't hate children you just don't want to have them i hate them they're innocent I think it's the last show on our list. It is the last show on our list. Yashahime, Princess Half Demon, or Hanoyo no Yashihime. Show streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation. We've got 24 episodes. I think the show is going to go on for a lot more than 24 episodes. The studio Sunrise, who did Code Geass, as we reviewed, and Inuyasha, which we have not reviewed, but it is a direct sequel of Inuyasha. source original is uh, action, f- adventure, demons, fantasy, historical. Alright, we got a big synopsis, so hold on to your seat. The daughters of uh, Setsumaru and Inuyasha set out on a journey transcending time. In feudal Japan, half-demon twins Toa and Setsuna are separated from each other during a forest fire. While desperately searching for a younger sister, Toa wanders into a mysterious tunnel that sends her to present-day Japan where she's found and raised by Kagome Higurashi's brother, Sota. Kagome is a main character in the original Inuyasha. Say that this is something we're going to get to in a minute. Uh, ten years later, the tunnel that connects the two eras has reopened, allowing Toa to be reunited with Setsuna, who is now a demon slayer working for Kohaku. But to Toa's shock, Setsuna appears to have lost all memories of her older sister. Joined by Muruha, the daughter of Inuyasha and Kagome, the three young women travel between the two eras on an adventure to regain their missing past. All right, this is a show that I really enjoy, but as you could tell by listening to that synopsis, if you don't know anything about Inuyasha, you are going to be lost. That is my warning for you. I'm not going to judge you for not watching Inuyasha. It's fine. I didn't watch... A lot of Naruto, you know, it depends on time and place and availability. I loved Inuyashi. If you're an Inuyashi fan, you're going to like this show. Um, it's been pretty monster of the week so far, but there are larger story arcs going on. And I also think that this show is going to go for multiple seasons. This first season is 24 episodes, we've got four bigger bad guys, plus we have um, Moraha is looking for she's saving money for some reason, we don't know why. And Setsuna's trying to get this Toya uh, Toya's trying to get Setsuna, a is trying to get Setsuna this butterfly that stole her dreams. So we have these storylines going on that are, you know, this could go on for a long time. The latest episode was there was a cat demon, and I found, as a cat person, and I am a cat person, I found immense pleasure in them mercilessly killing these cat demons. It was like, if you walked into a room and you saw that scene, you'd be like, why? The first scene is uh, Moraha kicks one of the cats. And you're like, wow. Uh, but like I said, it is pretty Monster of the Week. And it's going to be like that. And it's a lot of references to the original Inuyasha. Uh, it's a fun show. But it does heavily rely on its predecessor. Same music. Same art. Same uh, design. Same art. Uh, we still haven't seen Inuyasha. We've seen Seshumaro. I don't think we've seen... Kagome have we oh we did see Kagome Inuyasha is the big one we haven't seen yet I imagine he's going to show up grumpy as shit at some point so there you go that's our list so if I was to go through and say what shows I'm most excited for weekly I would say Adachi and Shimamura, I would say Jujutsu Kaisen um Wandering Witch Dog and Cat uh, Yashihime, I would definitely say that, you know, they're up there. It's like every week I'm excited to see, like, first, as soon as the episode comes up, I want to watch it. That's nothing to say about the other shows, except for one show. The least, the show I'm least excited to watch weekly is Fire Force, but everybody knows my problems with that show. We've been talking about it for year, now years, and I don't think the power problem's going to go away, especially if we get a third season. I don't know if I can do another season. They better leave me on a hell of a cliffhanger to make me want to watch the third season of the show. But there you go. There you have it. That's my uh, midway. I guess we're midway review for most of these shows. Almost midway for some of them. Uh, we have said goodbye to the girl, the little girls in tight outfits. Oh, drop out, idle fruit tart. Adios to that. If you were watching along with me, say goodbye because it's not staying. But, yep, it's you no—it's know, a jam-packed fall, so I'm not too sad about saying goodbye to at least one show. And uh, time to move on with the other ones. Uh, I'm going to have a big announcement in a couple of weeks. Um, I've got another project I'm working on. We're in the preliminary stages right now, planning it. Uh, and uh, hopefully you get a little crossover from it. And You guys, if you're interested in what's coming up, I'll make an announcement about it when the episode goes up. But it's coming soon, and I'll let you know about it. I'm going to be very busy in the way that this pandemic's going in the United States. I'm going to be going into a shutdown, so I don't have plenty of time anyway. So, Thanks for joining me this week. Once again, please share with your friends and follow on Instagram and Twitter, at NutakuCast. Send questions and show requests. The email is nutaku2019 at gmail.com, and I'll talk about every single one of them on the air. Our theme song is by the band Massive Fermenting Dregs, with the song After the Speed, and it's from the album World Is Yours. Listen on Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Give out five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe and share. Till next time, my name is Jim. Gambare. Gambate. Everybody do your best. Get yourself through these trying times. Fuck COVID. Wear a mask.